This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Carol Ann Carrington, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I am so excited you're here because we're going to talk about creating a small business from scratch and what went on in 2020, what's still going on in 2021. People have lost their jobs. People are furloughed and maybe they're thinking about building their own business. So that's what we're going to talk about in the show today. But before we get started, who are you and what do you do? Hi. So as Mark stated, I am Carol N. Carrington and I created a small business with fruit based pancakes and vegetable based pancakes and waffle mixes. It was quite accidental. And it started two years ago in 2018. So we're going to try not to make the listener too hungry during the the show today. But I think it's very interesting. You said that you got into this business by accident. So tell us more about that. Yes. In 2018, my corporate job phased out. I have worked in accounting for the past 20 years. And it was just one Saturday morning While I was considering job searching for another accounting position, my son asked me for pancakes and I had just made some carrot juice freshly made and I wanted him to drink some carrot juice. He declined and at that moment a light bulb just went off in my head and I blended some of the carrot juice with the pancake mix. He gobbled up the pancakes, the carrot pancakes, And I was totally surprised. And that just made me aware that we only have pancake mix in a basic concoction. So I was like, why don't we have pancake mixes in flavors, you know, with vegetables or fruit? And that really became my venture of starting my business, Kicker Feast. Interesting. Now, how old is your son? My son was nine at that time. He's currently 12 years old. Yes. So a nine-year-old loved this thing you created and you said, huh, I'm on to something here. I did. It was really, really incredible that he did not even realize the flavor of the pancake was totally carrot. Wow. You know, that's amazing because we live in a culture, as you know, that has sugar and everything. And I'm 55 years young and I'm trying to take care of myself. And so one of the kicks I'm on in 2021 is really not eating added sugar. And it's been a challenge to find food that doesn't have added sugar. I mean, the bread we eat costs more money. It's called Ezekiel bread. It's got no sugar at all in it. And you have to keep it frozen because it's got no preservatives in it. But we have become a culture that is so addicted to eating all this processed food, like high fructose syrup and whatnot, which is not good for our bodies. So what made you start like doing the, you know, the, you said the carrot juice. What what made you start trying that out? Well, I'm originally from the Caribbean, Barbados, to be exact. And I grew up drinking carrot juice. I grew up drinking beet juice. Um, A lot of natural juices are promoted within Caribbean culture. So I just bring it to, you know, as I I migrated here, it's just part of my my breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever I feel like. So I inc- I try to encourage my son to eat a little healthier, a challenge that I face by most, like most parents, mm-hmm. you know? 
So that was that was the whole idea of trying to encourage him to drink some carrot juice. Okay, so you started by making your son this pancake, this carrot flavored pancake. At what point did you go, huh? Maybe I've got something. Did you like make it for some of your friends or you know neighbors and say, hey, what do you think about this? And then they tell you, hey, you know, you should make make this a product. How did it go from you making pancakes your your child? into a really uh, big idea? Well, when I realized that he gobbled up the carrot pancakes and I also enjoyed the flavor of the pancakes, I decided to pursue, uh, take my idea to the Small Business Development Center. I had a mentor there and I took some of my carrot pancake to him and he, we, of course, we Googled to see what what was on the out there in the marketplace. And we did not, you know, came up with a carrot flavor. And at that time, I had also blended beet and blueberry. So those were also included into my batch when I took him to him to sample. So at that time, he told me that, well, you will have to create your own pancake mix because I had used one of the most popular pancake mixes. Ah. So that became my venture. This was in 2018. I and So I decided to enroll in culinary school at night. And with that, in, in that um, change in my occupation, that also helped me in pursuing this venture. Now, obviously, from the time you made those first carrot-flavored pancakes for your son to where you are today, it wasn't a straight line. Obviously, you, you, everything happens, you know, maybe the flavor didn't right, the consistency wasn't right. So share with us some of the problems you had getting this thing to market. Yes. Well, it's not an easy venture at all. First thing, I really wanted to go back into accounting because when you're familiar or accustomed to a certain level of income, you know, you want to maintain that. And I had to, I used this venture, I used my savings, my personal savings to start this venture because commercial banking does not help small businesses with their first, the initial ideas, you, mm-hmm. I believe it takes approximately two, three years and a steady revenue in, um, base before you can even approach most of these commercial or even the SBA f- to get loans and assistance. So I went into culinary school at night and my first dilemma was how am I going to concoct this mixture with the liquid of fruits and vegetable. I posed my idea to one of my culinary chef and he was like, no, you have to use the powder of fruits and vegetable. So in 2018, August of 2018, I registered my business, but it wasn't to January of 2019 that I decided to truly pursue it and open a bank account. My chef had told me the first thing you need to do is research your competitors. So go and look at the ingredients that they use in their mixes. And that was quite an interesting process because I created an Excel spreadsheet, list everything and start to Google and research 
every ingredient that I can find to understand what was natural, what was artificial, etc. I actually began the process with the intention of bringing organic um, pancake mixes to the market. And I had asked samples at inquire about samples from some of the suppliers and I was fortunate to get some um, samples in my initial concoction of making my own pancake mix. But when I requested a second sample of organic, one of the organic ingredients, there was no more in stock because my first um, sample that I received was based on overage. And oh. to get, yes, and to get a second sample, um, the MOQ minimum order quantity was 7,500 pounds. And as a small business person, I could not afford that price. Wow. So it was at that time that I decided, I asked what were my options. And they told me, they gave me other options for that ingredient. And I decided to go the regular route instead of focusing on organic. Hey there, it's Mark, and I will coach you for less than $2 a day, plus give you access to a group coaching call every single month. For more information, visit MrProductivity.com. You know what's amazing? I want to make sure the listener doesn't miss this, is you didn't try to do it all yourself. You asked your culinary structure, say, hey, what what should I do? What recommendations do you have? I think that's really important for people to understand because no one has all the answers. You didn't, you didn't have any idea before you made that pancake with your son that this is going to be an idea, a business idea. And so you were learning as you go, but you were also asking for help. And I think people need to understand that nobody builds a business without any help. You got help. And I'm sure he, when he told you you had to use the, the dry fruit or whatever, I'm pretty sure you're like, what? You know, because you probably didn't think that you had to go down that route because if you'd known that, you would have done it ahead of time. So I'm sure that that was one of the bumps in the road. I mean, you figured it out now, but that you had to figure out how to make it from literally from scratch. I mean, we go to the store now, we can buy like cookies and you just put them in the oven and they bake. But you're making these from scratch like my mom used to do. She used to make cookies from scratch. And it's a more um, it's a longer process. But I think the end product is is better. Yes, I, I you are correct. I had no idea that there was fruit powder or vegetable powder out there. And that was really an eye opening process. So I, I truly appreciate my culinary chef for guiding me through that, that whole process. And I started making a concoction of pancakes. I knew how to make a basic pancake um, because I was taught that from my grandmother in the Caribbean. So it was just now to make a, the right balance. So it was a, lo a lot of sam uh, trial and error. You know, some mixes you, you throw out several mixes before you even get to one that you think tastes right or the balance is right. And my culinary chef was very good. He allowed me when I thought I had one, the final product to bring it in and create it in-house and let the my culinary um, friend, um, classmates sample it. Mm. So they also, their input tell me what I should 
focus, what is missing, what they can taste, the consistency, everything, that helped a lot. So I had to go back to the drawing board. I, I also sent samples to friends and family. And as a Caribbean person, my friends and family from Caribbean, they are brutally honest. <laughs> so, yes. And I also sent them a survey, a small survey, you know, about flavors, the texture, what they think, what they like, what they d- dislike and recommendations. So once I received all the feedback and everything, then I made the final tweaks and came up with a product that I believe I could bring to market. Wow. It's a fascinating story, but I want to ask you this question. What advice do you have to the listener who is thinking about starting something like you did? Maybe not pancake mix. Maybe they've got another idea and you know, what you've said in the show, they're like, huh, that's interesting. What would you say to them as they begin the process of pursuing their dream of building their own business or creating their own product? I will say first make sure you have savings. And I knew t- I used my savings, but even what I thought would be a great base has already been depleted. You know, I'm on that, that, that small, it takes a lot of money. Um, try to connect with someone who truly understand your dream, your venture, because there's a lot of generic, a generic advice, but to try to minimize some of trial and error, it is best to find someone who is in the industry or who can truly guide you you know, to your, to your process without a lot of trial and errors. Yeah, that, that is so important because especially if you don't know how to build a business and you build it from scratch, you need help. And I see a lot of people struggling and I'm like, have you asked for help? Well, no, I want to, I want to own everything myself. I said, you still own everything yourself, but you need help. And so I want to applaud you for asking for help because that is something a lot of people don't do. So where can, if we're interested in this fruit-based and vegetable-based pancake mix, where can we go to get it? Yes, um, you can go to www.kickerfeast.com and you can make your purchase on on the website. So what's the meaning behind Kicker Feast? Well, Kicker Feast is actually the trade name of my original company, which is Colorful Eats. When I wanted to trade name, trademark the name Colorful Eats, my attorney, she told me it was so popular and she do, she did not think that it would be accepted. So in 2019, uh, fall of 2019, she told me that she believed I should come up with another name so it would not be rejected, you know, when I apply for trade name, trade for the trade name. Of, yeah. And I was very, very confused. And I was asking friends and families for names. And you're dealing with the world in, in acquiring a domain. So, so many names were already acquired. Everything became concoctions of different names. And then one morning I was like, let's kick off breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a feast. So 
I connected Kicker and Feast, and I was so surprised that it was available. And I grabbed the domain, and that is how the name was acquired. Excellent. Well, I am so thankful that you came on the show today to share about your journey from you know, just making these fruit-based and plant-based pancakes. Now you got a business. Hey, 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 the listener, go check out kickerfeast.com. Carol Ann, thank you so much for being on the show today. I want you to go to Mr.Productivity.com right now and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely for free. It's my gift to you. And while you're at Mr.Productivity.com, I want you to click on the tab that talks about my digital productivity coaching program. I call it DPC. This program is incredible and I'm super excited about it because one, via a dedicated app, you get daily, yes, daily coaching and accountability prompts from me and the ability to ask me questions, short questions in the app. You get a live group coaching call every single, well, month with me. Third, you get access to a DPC members only community online and it's not a Facebook group. And fourth, you get replays of all the group coaching calls and my Saturday morning trainings. Now, my Saturday morning trainings are free, but there's no replay. But DPC members get access to the training to the replays part of their membership. Now, what's this cost you? You may think thousands of dollars. No, it's $49 a month. That's less than $2 a day. So check out the digital productivity coaching program and grab the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs at my website, mrproductivity.com.